The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. In 2001, the first round of baby boomers turned age 65, and the numbers each passing day keep growing from now until 2030. 10,000 baby boomers every day will hit retirement age. That means millions will begin to officially retire, collect Social Security checks, and go on Medicare. So is there a way to capitalize on this massive trend from an investing angle? Coming up on today's ETF Battles, we're going to examine two ETFs that tap into the power of the aging population trend. We've got Global X versus Hartford. Stick around. You're watching ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. And if you're first timer, welcome to the show. And don't forget to subscribe. If you're an old timer, welcome back. And for both groups, keep your ETF battle requests coming. We've got some good ones in the pipeline. Hit us up with your ETF ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Don't forget to punch the subscribe button along with the like button if you've been enjoying our original programming. Be sure to check out the description section below. We've got links to our program judges, along with our program sponsor, Direction Investments. Plus, join the waiting list for our new margin of safety investing tool. It's all available, again, in the description section below. So check that out. Now, today's ETF contest was suggested by a loyal viewer by the name of Joanne. And she wanted to see today's showdown between ETFs that focus on this massive investing trend tied to an aging population. Now, for the record, there's around 71.5 million baby boomers. That's according to Pew Research. Now, that's the second biggest U.S. generation right after millennials. There's 72 million of them. So from a family tree context, you've got the baby boomers, which are the grandparents, the generation Xers, which are the parents, and then the millennials, which are the grandchildren. So we're going to focus on the older half of this generational mix. Judging today's aging population ETF rumble, we've got Dave Nadig with Vetify and John Davey with Astoria Portfolio Advisors. Judges, welcome back. It's great to see both of you again. Great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. So our four battle categories are cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then mystery. We're going to blaze through each of these categories one at a time, and the composite results will be reported later on in the show via our scorecard. Our judges can do split decisions. They can nominate wildcard ETFs. If they feel there's a better choice elsewhere, it's just completely up to them. Be aware that none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or any of our judges. So let's kick things off with our first category, cost. John, 
please give us your analysis and get it started. Sure. So um, the Hartford product, HLGE, slightly uh, cheaper, 44 basis points versus 50 basis points. I'm going to talk a little bit. You know, I think this is still relatively high for the type of exposure you're getting, although it's low for thematics, let's say. Um, but just outright, the winner goes to HLGE. Thank you, John. That's a strong start. Dave, you're up next. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, the numbers are the numbers here. I'm, I'm with John. I think this is a little bit expensive. If you're going to pay 50 basis points for something, you're expecting something pretty different, right? You're expecting something that's going to be a real either a diversifier or a big alpha seeking opportunity. Thematic products do seem to sort of get priced in this range of anywhere between about 30 basis points and about 75. So it's a little bit in the middle of that. Both of these are a little bit expensive for my blood, but yeah, it goes to HLG here for sure. That takes us next to exposure strategy. Dave, you're up. So break it down for us. Yeah. So these have very different approaches. Um, AGNG is developed markets only. It's very heavily skewed towards biotech and healthcare, and it's very growthy. It has a PE of about 36. So you're getting a lot of sort of upstart, uh, you know, pharmaceutical companies, the, the kind of companies you might expect if I said we were going to try to make an aging prevention ETF. HLGE, on the other hand, is US only. It's pretty market-like. It has a PE of about 16, which is pretty close to the market. And it's got broad sector diversification. You can pretty much find something in every one of the major sectors. There's a 3 to 6% allocation in here. So between the two of these, I, I would sort of give this to AGNG. I think it's a more of a pure play if what you're looking for is something that's a little bit different. If you're trying to be a little bit more conservative and stick a little bit closer to home, HLGE might be for you. But for my money, if I'm trying to do something different, I want it to be different. I'd give it to AGNG on that one. John, you're up next. How do you see it when it comes to exposure strategy? Do you agree with Dave's analysis? You know, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think I would push back with like, you know, do you, why do you want to be different? So, you know, when we build portfolios at Astoria Advisors, we're trying to land the plane on like sector style industry, like asset class. And I think once you make that decision to go into like, you know, something very specific to, you know, healthcare, you know, you really got to be like sure that this is going to be the right fit. And, you know, my experience with these thematic ETFs is like, you know, you really don't want to go more than like, you know, three to 5% of your portfolio. And I just think that for the noise level that it brings to you, where it's like the rest of the portfolio risk is going to be driven by so many other factors, sector, style, region, asset class that I don't know if it's worthwhile. I don't really get, I don't think you're getting like a true thematic per se. Um, this kind of feels a little bit like picking apart XLV a little bit. Um you know, but look, if I'm going to pick one of these two, I'd probably give it to like HLGE just from like an earnings standpoint. You know, the macro picture is like right now we're in a period where earnings are decelerating, you know, they're decreasing. And I think that you've got a little bit more stable kind of earnings with HLGE compared to HGNE. So I, I'd go for HLGE. That takes us next to the performance category. And John, you're still up. So give us your analysis. First, I would say, you know, I started my career in the late 90s, you know, Merrill Lynch ETF index research analyst, and I have my ear to the ground, I think, but I'm shocked the AGNE has been around since, you know, 2016. Um, but we don't have really a long track record because I think HLG was just launched recently. So, you know, one wins on a year-to-day basis, the other wins on a one-year basis. On a one-year basis, HLG outperforms AGNG. By quite significant amount. But for me, it's kind of a split decision, to be honest. Thank you very much, John. 
Dave, you're up next. How do you see it in terms of performance between these two ETFs? Yeah, as John says, it's a, it's a little bit early. Um, AGNG has been uh, definitely the stinker here over the, you know, on a one year basis. It's about 10% behind HLGE, but I think that's not that surprising, right? They are very different portfolios. Just the difference between being a global portfolio and being a US only portfolio is almost enough to explain that performance differential here. Um, so yeah, I, you have to, I think you have to give the performance here to HLGE. GE in most of the period since it's been out, you know, three months, six months, one year. Uh, it's in, in most of those periods, it's it's at least ahead marginally. Next up is the mystery battle category. This is where Jessica can pick a single factor or multiple factors that they feel are crucial to today's contest. So, Dave, what is your mystery battle category and who wins it? Well, I'm going to pick correlation as my mystery battle category, partially because I agree with John. If, I, if I'm going to be in a thematic, I'm going to use it for a small chunk of the portfolio to try to do something a little bit different. So I like thematic funds that really are different. So uh, when I look at HLGE, it's got a correlation to the S&P 500 so far of about 0.97. It basically is the S&P 500 on any given day. AGNG is more like a 0.7. It actually has days where it's going down and the rest of the market is going up and vice versa. I think that's part of why you're going after a thematic fund in the first place. So I'd give the uh, mystery category here based on correlation to the rest of my portfolio to AGNG. Thank you, Dave. John, you're up next. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it? I don't really have a strong view on like healthcare, biotech in general, just given you know my biases of how we run portfolios. You know, when I look at HLG, like its top weight is like 1.1%. You know, ANGN has more of like a market cap feel, like a lot of concentration risk. But, you know, I think like I'd prefer something a little bit more diversified because we tend to be like very risk centric at Astoria. So I just think HLG is a little bit more diversified for my blood. So I kind of lean with that. All right. So we got you down for HLGE on the mystery battle category. Thank you much. Thank you very much, John. And that takes us to the part of the program where our judges can give us their overall battle winner. So John, give it to us. I, I'd go with HLGE. I think it's, you know, slightly lower expense ratio, a little bit more kind of diversified. You know, I think the performance has been a little bit better. You know, I like that it's 320 stocks. I like that it's got a little bit more stable earnings. Um, I've never been a big fan of kind of like these real thematics where I don't really, there's like a lot of idiosyncratic risk in biotech. So I just prefer spreading my bets out and I kind of would lean on HLGE. Dave, your final chance to weigh in with your overall winner. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to pick ANGNG, AGNG for honestly, sort of the same reasons that John just said here, right? I think that if you're going to have a thematic in a portfolio, it's got to be different. It's got to be undiversified. You want it to do something a little bit wacky. You're only going to put a couple percent in max. So for my money, for all the reasons John says, I'm going to pick AGNG. You guys are oil and vinegar and I love it. it it's. You know, you got one guy that's bullish and one guy that's bearish and everyone's looking at the same sort of data. So this may be that case, you know. <laughs> the one thing we all have in common is that we're different. Our judges have weighed in. And according to my battle scorecard, this is going to be a split decision between AGNG and HLGE. And both of our judges making super convincing arguments. Of course, opposite arguments. John liking HLGE for its diversification. It's lower cost. And also he mentioned the stability of earnings, which uh, is certainly a concern into the market environment that we're finding ourselves in. And of course, if, if 
We're already in a recession. Uh, stability of earnings is a big deal. And Dave favoring AGNG for reasons that uh, were opposite to John. He likes the fact that AGNG has lower correlation to the broader U.S. stock market. And from a portfolio construction perspective, that makes a lot of sense because if you're inserting this into a portfolio that already has exposure to a broad market index like the S&P 500, you want it to do something different. You don't want to have what's called over-diversification where you've got funds that are all doing the same thing. And also, uh, he liked the exposure strategy of AGNG having a little bit more of a growth angle to it. But overall, uh, both of our judges making some great points. And I, I again, different strokes for different folks. I think that helps in our analysis and, and basically uh, brightening our perspective and, and giving us different angles and, and helping us to, to really dissect the differences between these ETFs with the goal of helping you, the audience, decide for yourself. So job well done. Thank you again, Dave and John, for breaking down today's aging population ETF battle. Good job. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Be sure to visit the description section below with research links to our judges. And while you're there, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. You'll also see another link to viewer resources. Which ETF battles would you like to see in our next episode? Post your ticker symbols in our YouTube comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. If we choose your battle, you win your choice of an ETF battle shirt or a coffee mug. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Careful to consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.